Welcome to the Navigating Dental Insurance Podcast, where we don't take from insurance companies. Here are your hosts, Mr. Jordan Comstock and Mr. Ben Duinay. This podcast is sponsored by BoomCloud Dental Membership Software, www.boomcloudapps.com, and Veritas Dental Resources, www.veritasdentalresources.com. Enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of the Navigating Dental Insurance Podcast. I am your host today, Jordan Comstock. Ben is out on a personal, uh, some personal matters today, but I got my guest host, my guest co-host, Genevieve Poppy. <laughs> what is up, Genevieve? Oh, man. I'm so excited to be here with you today, Jordan. I always love to chat with you. Yeah, we always have a good time. So We do. Genevieve and I, well, first of all, it's been a long time. I haven't chatted on the, the podcast, like like an updated version of what's going on. Uh, but we've mm-hmm. we've just been playing replays, and we had some old recordings that we put out there for everyone because we just never published them. Um, so it feels like it's been a very long time, Genevieve. I've been on in front of the mic recording a podcast for everybody. So it feels good. I'm well, finally back I'm, doing it. <laughs> I'm glad to bring you back. Yeah, thanks, Genevieve. <laughs> mm-hmm. So... <laughs> Back in November, uh, Mm -hmm. you, me, and Ben created an event here in Salt Lake City, and it was awesome. It was a success. So it was super awesome. It was so fun. I loved doing it. It was our insurance anonymous event. Yeah, we talked all about like developing a more healthy relationship with insurance, whether you participate or don't participate. We had, I think, between the three of us, three really amazing perspectives and topics, and. Uh, it was well attended and very well received. It was very exciting. Yes, it was super fun. And, and Genevieve flew all the way out from Wisconsin to come hang out with us here in Utah. And uh, we've decided since it, we had a we had a successful event that we're gonna we want to do more of these events, but we don't want to just do them in we're Utah. We're doing it again. Yeah, yeah. So Genevieve, you've got we're... all the dates and the locations. So let's let's talk about those. I do our our 2019 uh, tour dates. You know, we should. I feel like we should get a bus at some point. But our 2019. I always days. before you begin. I always, Genevieve. You know, I play the guitar, right? I know. I have a room in my basement that's. I have guitars on every wall, and a recording studio. And I always wanted to do something with music, right? And go on like tour and mm-hmm. stuff. I never imagined I would go on tour and speak about dentistry. <laughs> Right. It's almost as cool. It's right? almost <laughs> as cool. But going on tour for the dental industry is it, it would be awesome. <laughs> we have, you have to know your audience. Yeah, <laughs> totally, totally, totally. I, you mean I can't bring my guitar and smash it on stage while I'm speaking? You could. I mean, that would be I mean you could cool. try. <laughs> we had we had Ben do the haka. That's his thing. That's Maybe his thing. that's Maybe your that's what opening. I start out, start out with playing like some loud ACDC music and just smash my guitar on stage. I can do that. Yeah, I feel like it would keep, you know, get things going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's going to put a lot of pressure on me to develop my yeah, own you know, thing. you got to have your own intro now. <laughs> I know. So thanks for putting me on the spot with that. But that could be fun. Uh, yeah, that would be way <laughs> awesome. <laughs> cool. Well, sorry. So, Go ahead and Yeah, everybody the... get your pens because these are the dates. We're doing three dates, three locations for 2019 for our insurance anonymous event. You'll hear us talk about it more. Um, but uh, starting March 29th, we're doing an event in San Diego. 
which would be a nice time uh-huh. of year to go to San Diego, especially if you live in a cold climate like me. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, they said, well, you're not I'm a cold climate. No, yeah. you're you're worse. I'm I'm, I'm lucky compared to where you're at. Goodness. <laughs> May 17th, we're doing it in Baltimore. Baltimore. And then November 8th, we're taking it to Dallas. Dallas. Awesome. I love Texas. Yeah. Me too. Yes. So I'm super excited. I feel like it's going to make us sort of more regionally accessible. Um, those are areas where we kind of collectively, the three of us, have a lot of uh, friends and contacts in the industry. And hopefully, you know, we have – were you surprised um, in Salt Lake that we had somebody come all the way from um, – I feel so bad. Stephanie. It, uh, it I was, think she came from South Carolina. Uh, way far I, I east think, coast. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Was it Kentucky? Kentucky. Yes, because she brought us bourbon. Bourbon, yeah. She brought us bourbon. <laughs> it was awesome. Yes. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Yeah, so she, she was, was the so furthest. Sweet. Yeah, she was super mm-hmm. awesome, and and she, she, I think she had like a startup or her, and her, was it her and her husband that was doing dentistry together, and they're getting ready to do yeah. a startup at the end of the year. Her husband's doing a startup, and she's the office manager, and she was just as sweet as can be. She was our definitely our furthest drive, but we had people, you know, from California and yeah, we had a Washington, few, California, Washington, obviously Utah, a bunch in Utah because it was mm-hmm. here in Utah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we had a good turnout. It was super fun and very educational for all the pra- all the the people that came. So we're going to be posting these dates and um, some mm-hmm. some footage of our event back in November on the site. So just go to say no to ppos dot com forward slash events and you'll find everything there. You'll find updates on these dates and and the locations where they're going to be at because I think we're still determining. Um, each location so we'll be we'll be posting all the information you need to know to come see us in those three states um here in in future dates so yes march 29th san diego may 17th in baltimore and november 8th in dallas perfect so write those down yeah and block your block your calendars off because it'll be fun to see you guys it's the official save the date announcement yes Yes, save the date (laughs) announcement yes so perfect any other updates on that Genevieve you know I I was the one who kind of went through our post attendance uh, comments and feedback and it was really refreshing and and really awesome to see that um, people really responded to the event like we hoped they would you know that we could bring together uh, a full day of sort of three key pieces to managing your relationship with insurance in the dental office you know, obviously, Ben is the guru of all things insurance administration, insurance negotiation, you know, how to make sure you're getting a fair shake in your relationship with insurance companies if you are if you are an in-network type provider. Obviously, you came to the table with a great strategy for those people who are looking to lessen their dependence on insurance and attract more people who don't have insurance, Yeah, which are developing an awesome in-house plan and exactly how to do that. And then, you know, I, I tried to sort of bring it full circle with, you know, not letting the way we have to work with insurance behind the scenes impact our communication with patients, our attitude toward patients, and really just not letting insurance dominate our mindset. Yeah, and, yeah absolutely. Uh, I 
I feel like there's a lot of insurance events out there, but I don't, I don't feel like there's anything else out there sort of with that mix of perspectives and that, that mix of information. And uh, I feel really proud uh, that we filled a room and that uh, we filled a room with people who left very happy with what they received. So that, that was a fantastic success for us. Yeah, it was super awesome. So cool. Thanks for that, Genevieve. So today Mm -hmm. we kind of were talking before we started recording and um, I had just recently wrote this article that was published. Let me see when it was published. Uh, December 4th, 2018, so just a couple weeks ago, in Dentistry Today. Mm-hmm. I, uh, in Dentistry Today. It's on the digital, so DentistryToday.com. Dentistry um, I, I kind of want to talk about five reasons why your in-office membership plan is failing. And Genevieve, mm-hmm. I know you're out there in in the trenches in, you know, in every practice out there. You're traveling a lot. You mm-hmm. definitely travel more than I do. I don't know how you do that. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> Because uh, I love what I do. Because you love what yeah. you do, yeah. See, I like what I do too, but I like sitting in front of a computer. <laughs> 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 no, I'm actually not a programmer, even though I own Boom Cloud, right? I'm not a programmer. So um, I, I love the business side and, and building the team side, right? So that's that's fun. Mm-hmm. That's fun for me. But I yeah. do, every once, while, every once in a while, I do like traveling. So in January, we'll be going to Arizona. You're going to be there as well to uh, – what is the event called again? The Jumpstart is what it's the called? The Jumpstart, yes. Yeah, so we'll be going to that event, which is 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 more for dental speakers and influencers. Yeah, it's a lot of people who are influencers and speakers. We get together in Arizona at the beginning of the year and learn to be better at what we do. Yeah. Which will hopefully make our January – or our 2019 events even better. Absolutely, <laughs> we're yeah. we're pushing up on our Yeah, we got to get trained too, skills. yeah. Yeah, we have to work on ourselves too, and um, yeah, that'll be that's going to be super fun. Yes. But so definitely, that... I feel like we should talk about the mistakes you're seeing. Your article is great, and you know, I can kind of share my perspective on the mistakes with in-house plans what I'm seeing, and you know, sort of simple ways to tackle fixing them. Yeah, so I'll talk about. I'll, I have got five reasons right here um, that, that I'm yeah. that I'll we'll talk about. I'm sure you may have more that you see as well. But um, in this article, I just put five. So the first, the first reason I see is not having a proper system, which I know you and I have talked about this in the past, Genevieve, mm-hmm. where, where, where a practice may, um, assign a task to, you know, an office manager or a team member in the office and, and say, okay, we want you to manage your, the membership program here. Use this binder. Right. And it's like a really, yeah. really old school system. It's much, I compare it to like, you know how they used to use what was the the system they used to use the schedule? It was like a, a, a corkboard. Yeah, yeah, that's it, a pegboard. Um, yes, <laughs> it's like <laughs> equivalent to that, right? Um, but they're doing a system today where it's just not very efficient, and it's it's mm-hmm. it's harder to track. So I've seen many practices where they don't have a proper system, where they use like the binder and the the. I mean, I swear this one office manager called me up one day and she's like, I am so sick of managing our membership program because every day I have to flip through this binder and document if we've charged these uh, cards for the month, right? For, cause they had, a, they have like hundreds of mm-hmm. patients on the program, but they were billed like separate days and things like that. And then she's like, I have to, yeah. ma- I have to manually call the, the, the patients up and, and get permission to run their cards and things like that. Cause they didn't set up. The, the program with the proper systems in the agreement as well, right? You got to have 
proper agreements uh, that that talk about you'll you well, know auto build and things like that. Burden, even like though that's super cumbersome. At least it's a system. There are people yeah, out there who true. like don't have any system. What? Yeah. What They're have just, you like, seen out there? Signing people up and then they just like put a note in Dentrix somewhere <laughs> or you know whatever their practice yeah. management software is. And then when I say to them, well, like you know, how many people do you have in their plan? They're it's like, totally... I don't know. It's it's kind of a lot. And I'm like, well, who are they? They can't, they don't even have like a mechanism to pull them up. They just see it when they come across that person. Yeah. And they like have no idea to know how many people are in the plan, who is coming in when, (laughs) you know. What benefits they've received. It's not really (laughs) a system at all. Basically, it becomes a discount. You know, yeah. not a system. Well, and I wrote, mm-hmm. I mean, on top of that, I wrote an article um, the other day, too, about why I hate just the flat 10% discount where it's just like the one-time discount for cash-paying mm-hmm. patients, which kind of ends up uh, – if a membership program without a system kind of ends up similar to that where it's like, oh, there's no – yeah. we can't – we're not predicting – the patient's not paying, you know, predictable fee to, you know, get access to these benefits and discounts. They just – when they come well, in and they decide – there's no recurring revenue, Jordan. Yeah, there's no – yeah, you know me. <laughs> I love that recurring revenue. No. And I was telling Genevieve – I know you do. I, I just made myself a shirt that all it says on it is recurring revenue <laughs> because I like it so much. Um, <laughs> And I think practices should too, because it's a great business model. <laughs> well, to me, if you're not creating recurring revenue, obviously that's and that's probably one of your five. But um, it is, yeah. It's a all you're yeah. doing is offering a discount, and then to me, it feels a lot like you're apologizing for your prices. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 you're, very you're true. devaluing yourself. Yeah, and I, I just I just don't I I like having a system. I mean, even if you do use a binder, I mean that is a better system, right? Than not. Than mm-hmm. just kind of winging it, right? Like what you said, what you're the seeing no out there. System. Yeah. yeah, which is pretty common out there. Because I'm, I'm, in, I remember I'm asking. I mean, I'm talking to hundreds. It's crazy common, Jordan. I, it is people all the time where they like they have flyers printed. They've got you know <laughs> sign up sheets, but they're they're signing people up for a plan, and they have seriously <laughs> no system to it. Zero mechanism to recharge those cards. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, zero ability to to know who's coming up on renewal it's it's they only know about it as they come across it and that's it wow yeah that's interesting to me because I, I mean that's the reason why i i started boom cloud is because when i was at the dental lab I, I saw the same thing genevieve with with our local mm-hmm. clients here in, in utah um they were they were doing that they were just they didn't have a system and they just kind of were winging it and it really works better when you have a system right because you you get so many other benefits like the recurring revenue and knowing who's on your plan how many people are on your plan because countless times like you genevieve i've asked you know dentists and office managers hey how many Mm -hmm. how many people do you have on your membership program they're like oh i have no idea there's no way to track that well if you if you track (laughs) something there are ways there there are ways yeah (laughs) if you track something you're more likely going to grow it and improve it right but if you don't track it it's probably just going to stay at like 20 members or something right so if you i would go so far as to say if you don't have a system you don't have an in-house plan no yeah that's yeah i I do like that that's going to be the title of the the podcast <laughs> okay <laughs> you just made it up right, there, it right there on the spot cool <laughs> thank you the second thing i have here genevieve on my article is your team isn't on board this is very common out there uh, yeah mm-hmm. um, in fact i had a a, a, do- a doctor that his team uh, member and uh the doctor the doctor wanted 
to have a membership program. The team member didn't, right? And the doctor who owns the practice, um, mm-hmm. they were using Boom Cloud at the time. They just, for like months, they would sign on, then cancel, sign on, then cancel, sign on, then cancel because the office manager and the doctor couldn't agree on, on anything, right? And it, it created a plan that failed. They created a plan. They started signing patients up, but the office manager didn't want it, so she kept pushing, right? And the doctor uh, didn't want it, and just then he just gave up, right? So so he, he, the membership program failed. They had patients uh, on that program, and it just they just they just failed with it because they couldn't come to agreements on, on things. And then your staff is kind of important. You know, as as the doctor, uh, not kind of. Very, very I mean, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> first of all, very I mean, important. I'm, you know, I'm a little I, like one of the main things I speak about and coach on is accountability in an office. And when I hear yes. stories of, you know, the doctor's team just not, they don't want to do it. Yeah. I, I My my first reaction when I'm being yeah, what you do know, you see out there? A bit re- ridiculous. Like my extreme version of myself is like, well, whose choice is it? Yeah. You know, I mean, isn't the doctor's it's obviously choice? the doctor's <laughs> choice? You know, that said, they have there a lot. There are doctors out there who are sort of notorious for sort of like, you know, I call it like serial signups. They're buying products and signing oh, up totally. to things all the time. Their team isn't really brought up to speed on it. They're not given enough involvement in the process, let alone any training. Yeah, um, we had and qu- something. I, I mean, like one of the things I love about Boom Cloud and why I send people to it specifically is that there is great training there's great onboarding and you know you're perpetually adding to that you know we've done webinars i know you're working on like a, a boom cloud university or yeah. something like that to yeah, do even man. more training for the team but if you don't have your team trained up on how to talk about the in-house plan and that's kind of your you're really yeah. you're missing opportunities all day long. We actually did a webinar on it. It's, yeah, I think you can sign it up. Yeah, it's the web awesome. the webinars on our Facebook page or not our Facebook our uh, um our website on the website, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you go under our resources tab on on boomcloudapps.com, there is a I believe it's under like case studies or webinars. And yeah. Then, uh, yeah. Case study and then verbiage tips. I should put that under webinars. Um, and then it's. It's called verbiage tips, and that's where uh, honestly, Genevieve, you're you're really good at at all all those that skill set, which is super important in in dentistry and just business in general is having good uh, verbal skills. Um, so I think that's the, but that's one of the biggest issues I see out there is the team's not on board or the doctor doesn't communicate to the team right and tell them, hey, this is right. what we're doing. I I remember when we when I first started Boom Cloud, we had um, just one of our earlier uh, customers. They. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, they're still with us today. They're actually have become really successful. But in the early days, the doctor signed up, and then like four months later, he told the the, the his team <laughs> members. Yeah, it was. I was like super surprised. Four months later, he told his team members that he he had done this and he had like created the plans with like without them and everything. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like you could right. you could have been like so far ahead, but you didn't like you didn't tell right. your team until four months later. Like, and then we wonder why they're not on board. Yeah. Right? So, so yeah. part of that is 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 doctor business owners. You got to step it up. And if you're going to implement a membership program, you want to talk about that with your team and your in your weekly uh, huddles and your in your monthly meetings as well. And and well, and talk about why it benefits both the practice and the patient, right? 
Yeah, I think the real key to talking about it to patients is understanding how it benefits the patient in multiple situations. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, um, there's so many, I mean, obviously I talk a lot about new patient conversion and new patient opportunities. Yeah. Of course, verbal skills. Um, And to me, there's just so many opportunities to use an in-house plan as a tool to grow the practice. And if you can get your team to understand how it benefits them, like how it makes their job easier to gain case acceptance, to earn a new patient who's worried about cost or insurance participation, you know, to retain patients, which is obviously just a huge weakness in so many offices. Yes. All of those things come down to that simple bullet point of like your team's not involved. Yeah. And night or it's night and day. I mean, the people you see with plans that are working versus those who have 10 people enrolled, I promise you that's the difference. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. You know, so how, how can, if let's say Genevieve, if a, if a mm-hmm. practice owner is not good at maybe communicating with his, his team, like how could, what would you recommend them? Like if they're, if let's say the practice owner in this situation, he's, he created a membership program. What would, what would you tell that, that practice owner to do next? Like, to get his team involved? Like how, how would you approach that? <laughs> well, if they've created one with boom cloud, I would say use your implementation team. They're a really good resource, well, yeah. right? They're, they're trained to get people using it. Um, <laughs> That's if, they're, true. if they're trying to do it on their own, I would say be smart and actually make a system going back to the first point. Yeah. And, and work with somebody in your office and saying, Assignment. okay, this is something we're going to do. I'm really excited about it. I want to talk to you about how we're going to implement it so that they feel like they've got some buy-in in how this is going to happen. Yeah. And you know, involve them. Don't just sort of roll it out in some sort of um, passing, you know. Oh, by the way, we're starting this. Like yeah. Some email. <laughs> oh, yeah. By the way, I signed up for this thing. Here's a here's a card. You know, here's a brochure. Like <laughs> um, that's never that's never going to go well. And then, you know, hopefully have a team meeting and and practice how to talk about it. You know, whether you are using an online tool or not, you can yeah. take a listen to that webinar we we did about how to talk about it. And we talk we talk about it like how to talk about like verbiage tips to, to sign more people up for an in house plan and it comes down to new patients, case acceptance and patient retention. I'm kind of broken into those those three pieces and those mm-hmm. three different conversations that we have with patients. Um, but don't just expect, this is a really, it's going to get me on a little bit of a tangent. No, it's good. Front, I like tangents. Front desk teams are sort of the front line of selling yes. in-house plans. And also they tend to be the most under-trained piece of an office. They don't get any love in training or investment in them typically. And, Which is crazy because you know, that they should be getting just as much training as like the clinical side or more. Right. I mean, they're the whole face of your office yeah. and, you know, every appointment begins and ends with them. So that's kind of important. Yeah. Um, but don't just assume that you can say, hey, we need to sell more in-house plans. Here's all the details and that they're like going to magically know how to do that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, it, it actually takes some finesse to make those suggestions and what they, what happens in dental teams because they don't come from a sales background or even really a service background in many instances, they come from a place of like giving people information and educating them. 
And that is really not the way to sell an in-house plan or anything for that matter. So, you know, give them resources, talk with them about the types of conversations that can be had and make sure your, t- your team it gets the benefit to patients and that they're excited about it and that they know how to talk about it. Otherwise, it's just super awkward. Um, I listen to yeah. new patient phone calls a lot. I hear this, <laughs> I've actually heard firsthand uh, these suggestions being made to your potential new patients. And I can tell you, as an industry, we're way, under, way, way undertrained on how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, I mean, so I have a team that answers phones here, right? We, we're always mm-hmm. training and, re- and recording ourselves and, and talking mm-hmm. about, like, how – we can improve things. And then I send my, my team, whether it's like an online course or like a course here locally about just talking on the phone with people. We, we, we mm-hmm. try to, we try to do those meetings here. And then Dustin, who, who you've met Dustin here on our team, he's yeah. uh, very well trained um, with that. And he actually does our, some in-house training too with our team on it. He's fantastic. So we make sure we, we try to get better at that. And we know that nobody's ever going to be perfect, but we can, always try to improve, you know, that skill set because it, it is very important in my opinion. You know, I'm a, I'm a huge believer that to be a great communicator, phone or in person, you don't have to. It's funny because I teach verbiage, but I don't believe <laughs> you have to have perfect words. Oh, yeah. I believe you have to have an I approach and a, and a mindset and some the right intention, you know, that, that that's so much more powerful than the exact perfect word. Yeah, no, I I agree with that 100 percent because I am very sloppy with my words, <laughs> Genevieve. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, you, Genevieve, Genevieve's she's taking notes of like all my bad grammar right now, right, Genevieve? And and we'll have a conversation after. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not, I don't proclaim to be perfect. I you know yeah. I I am very effective. Yeah. In connecting with people and you know closing and selling and earning new patients, but I am not, I don't do it by developing the perfect script. I yep. do it by totally developing the perfect approach. And, 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 and learning different. how to connect with people, really. If you can connect mm-hmm. with people, that's really the key. Um, A thousand percent. All right. So my next thing, my next uh, um, tip here is not so communication not communicating to every patient about your membership program so the reason why i say this is because every practice so all i have access to a database of practices that are extremely successful with their membership program from across the nation right in our database Mm -hmm. so i'll pick um, a practice and i'll call them up and i'll um, either fly out um, to their location every once in a while or or if they're close enough i'll i'll drive over there right um, I've done that several times. So a lot of our practices in Utah, um, that are successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and every time I have done that, they have a system to communicate with every single patient, even if that patient has insurance, because you never know when they lose that insurance or if they're unhappy with, with their insurance, or if they know a family member or a friend that doesn't have insurance and, and patients think they need some type of insurance or, or benefit plan to see the dentist, right? So the, yes. more, the more people you talk, that will help spread the word because you never know who's, you know, at maybe a dinner party and they're like, oh, yeah, I need to go see the dentist, but I don't have dental insurance. And the, the, your patient can say, well, my doctor told us about their program that they're doing. It doesn't require dental insurance. You should check them out, right? So you get some organic mm-hmm. referrals through that, um, that tactic. But every practice that I have seen 
become really successful with their membership program, they make sure they mm -hmm. do that. So if you don't do that, that's beautiful. Yeah. If, yeah. You, if you're not doing well, that, you're not generating more referrals. You're, you're missing a, you're missing a huge opportunity. Oh yeah. Right. Absolutely. Which is like a, a free referral and growing your implant, your, your, your in-house plan. Yeah. I think if, you know, uh, sort of, Second to being comfortable communicating to it is frequency of communicating about it, which is oh, what that's you're great. Here, that's great, yeah. And I, I think we are super guilty in our industry, Jordan. I can, I can hear the objection, and I can, <laughs> I can just think of what people are saying. You know, teams would be saying back, which uh -huh. is, you know, this person wouldn't want it, and this person has great insurance, and this, <laughs> and that we decide all of these things for them. Yes, before you before know? we and actually we, know their thoughts. We run thoughts. into those same pitfalls. <laughs> With presenting treatment, we run into those same pitfalls with scheduling new patients. We yeah. think we know, but you don't. No. You know, we're, we are so guilty of assumptions in our industry. We, we're always sort of preparing for the worst and like we're in sort of a yeah. very negative mindset with people. And this is just, there's no exception to it. You know, a lot of offices have this amazing tool, they have teams that have been trained. And they're offering it to, you know, one person a week who they think is going to be the perfect fit for it. You know, they're filtering <laughs> it out instead of, you know, opening up those gates and, and trying to welcome people into that plan. Yeah, uh, I, I couldn't agree more. It's a strange more. thing. It's like they're, I call them bouncers. You know, they're like, they're, this may be a Wisconsin reference, um, but, you know, the, the big guys that stand outside the bar and decide if you can come in. I feel like a my, lot of times. My grandpa that, was a bouncer. That's how teams are. <laughs> there's probably a lot less bouncers in utah than wisconsin but yeah, oh yeah. nonetheless <laughs> yeah. um <laughs> he really was a bouncer. encountered a bouncer yes my grandpa was so, freaking like freaking awesome he had these big tattoos and he was just this big guy and he just stood outside the door awesome i yeah. used to be a cocktail waitress and really uh, you know i yeah for sure uh, nice and so i you know, there again, my ability to talk to people through Yeah, well. really. So uh, I, I, I see teams sort of, and that's kind of the best way I can describe them. I feel like their arms are crossed and they're deciding if they're going to let people into your plan, not welcoming people into your plan and giving it as an option to everybody. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. What, you know, what your, your mindset there on that. And I, I like how you say, so you got to communicate, you got to communicate regularly and then you, mm -hmm. you shouldn't choose for them, right, um, in, in that no. context. Or you shouldn't say, well, these guys won't sign up because they work for this company and this company pay, has, you know, this the PPO, right? Uh, well, maybe. Yeah. maybe I watch yeah. people miss obvious ones. Well, they won't sign up. I mean, they've been paying cash for years, but they've got plenty of money. Oh. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm like, just things like that. I mean, they Goodness. just rule themselves right out, you know. Then yeah. She's not going to sign up. She's 80. Is she going to want to really – give me a credit card and just, just people come up with reasons yeah, that's over and over again for people. Um, and they do this with signing up for, you know, for signing any, up for your in-house plan, yeah. but also to any service that we're offering people, yeah, you know, they're, they're preparing for people to say no to them. And so they filter out a lot of opportunity. That's really interesting, Genevieve. Okay. So my mm -hmm. next one, my next tip here is not using it as an external marketing tool. And what I mean by that yeah. is, is <laughs> yeah, the, the beauty of a membership program is that it can act as an external marketing tool, a retention mm -hmm. tool, a case acceptance tool, and obviously a revenue, uh, a, 
a recurring revenue tool, right? Is kind of how I explain it yeah. to, to practices. So by maybe just focusing on your existing patients, you're only going to get so far with the amount of members you can sign up. But using it as an external marketing tool, and meaning you know, maybe sending a direct mail campaign or, or a Facebook campaign in your local area, you know, and get, and get the awareness out about your membership program to patient that people that aren't your patients yet. Right. Or, yeah. or there's several practices like Dr. Christopher Phelps. Um, he'll go out and he'll speak at, you know, the local HOAs for the, the 55 and up communities. I know a few of my clients at boom genius. cloud, very genius. Yeah. yeah. A few of my clients here at boom cloud will go, they have one person dedicated to to talking to small businesses and getting small businesses to sign up the, uh, the owners and the employees to the program. Right. So, um, that's a, that's another form of external marketing where you're going door to door to, you know, have somebody go to the local businesses around your practice and, and mm -hmm. educating them on the benefits of signing up for your in-house membership program. Right. Uh, too, right. too, too many practices don't do this. And the practices again, that I've been to and talked to that are very successful, they make sure that th that is a priority is external marketing. And, and when I say external marketing, it's not just not the, the messaging is not, Hey, come to our practice and get your teeth cleaned. Right. It's, it's, Hey, no insurance. We can help. No insurance. It's no a, problem. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's a, a, and I can't say that cause that's trademark and I'll get sued. Um, <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to claim ignorance. You, you're fine. <laughs> I can't say it. You can say it. Um, <laughs> I can say it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, after I'll tell you how I, I thought know I that. maybe just made it up. Yeah, <laughs> it's a very common phrase, Genevieve. Um, but after I'll tell you why I know that. <laughs> um, I, so, I'm sure you learned. Yeah, I learned. Yeah. Um, so by saying, "Hey, no insurance, we can help," or or message that is targeting that type of patient, mm -hmm. that's that's what you need to do if you want to grow your membership program. If you want to grow your implants, you talk about implants, right? If you want to grow yeah. your cleanings, you talk about cleanings, right? So the same thing with, with your membership program. You want to talk about that in any advertisements, whether it's direct mail or, um, you know, going out and, and giving flyers to the local businesses. You want to make it pretty targeted with the messaging. You know, I've also seen, yeah. I'm actually experimenting here in Utah with a few of our offices. Uh, my, off, my mom's office is one of them, um, but we're, we're trying to get them in the news, the local news to talk about oh, their cool. membership program. Yeah. And then I'm helping them um, write articles for the news because I do a lot of that. Um, and I'm going to, right. so that's, an, that's, yeah. An, yeah, that's another way that um, it may sound hard, but it's actually not um, uh, the news much like it's just think of it like podcasts. I'm a podcast owner. I'm constantly thinking about, Hey, who can I bring on my show to interview, to give value to the industry? Well, the same thing, the news mm -hmm. is they're thinking the same way. How can I, how can we get more people to give us ideas and stories, right? Is what they call them to talk about, to give value to the local community. Right. So as a practice, right. you can do things like that too. Um, and then the, all of the news yeah. channels. You're right. Are, we, we think of the news as a very exclusive thing. It's not. And really, they, <laughs> they need content. <laughs> they need stuff. It's their business model. Yeah. So that is the truth. Yeah. yeah, it's their business model. Sure, they have people that have reporters and things like that, that that are searching for content as well. But they also, I mean, it makes their job a lot easier when it comes to them, right? The, like inbound ideas <laughs> instead of trying to go out yeah. and reach for them. So keep that in mind in your local areas when you're talking. I think that's a, f a wonderful thing. And I'll, I'll, I'm going to plan on doing a, a 
case study and a podcast episode on my findings there with with the practices that were helping do that. Um, that would be super cool. Yeah, but it's, I it's agree with you, cool. Jordan. I mean, I think I see a lot of people who are only capturing in-house plants the people that are already their patients. Yeah, and while which that's is great. great and it's low-hanging fruit. Yeah, but <laughs> it's a it's just um, a, such a valuable thing to put out there because we do know that there are people who really feel like they can't go to the dentist because they don't have insurance. Yeah. That is sadly a real belief that's out there, you know, unless you're, I, I love this in Wisconsin last year, uh, the Wisconsin dental association actually put out commercials that were really awesome. And the basic theme of the commercials were, you know, today Mary is doing something crazy. She's going to the dentist without any dental insurance and like kind of just yeah. brought awareness to the fact that you can go to the dentist without insurance, which is super cool. But it, it speaks to the fact that they put up that whole ad campaign because that is the common thinking that people have. So if you can reach those people who like they're the thing that I like, I that I see work really well for this, and this is of course different by area, but the IC direct mail works really well for that, Jordan. I've seen it work, yeah, of course. Those people aren't searching for a dentist online because they don't think they can go to one. Yeah, no, you know? I, I but definitely if they think get that's a great. mailer that says, "Hey, here's a solution for you, person without insurance," which is more people than have insurance. Yeah, it can be very. A very effective, I know um, several practices doing it. I know a couple of great marketing companies doing it well. And um, it, if you're not capturing outside new patients from your in-house plan, you're you're not yet reaching its full potential. I completely yeah, it, agree. It'll plateau, you know. Um, your your signups will plateau. And, and part of the excitement mm-hmm. is growing it big enough where you see a good enough, you know, um, recurring revenue coming into the practice because that's on the business standpoint you know that's one of the, the biggest benefits and that that does bring me to my right. my last one Genevieve you were, you totally called it I say <laughs> not automating payments and renewals to generate recurring revenue mm. right so um, you, yeah. uh, yes too many practices will will they'll have a membership program but then they say um, sign up and it's just a year right and mm-hmm. then and then they'll re- they'll try to re-sign up that patient the next year when they come in again to get their cleanings, right? Which but, might like, be two years later. Which might be two years later. There's gonna there's definitely gonna be you know some gaps um, mm-hmm. when that patient comes through, and so, it doesn't create the retention that no, the re- you know what I mean. It doesn't create them feeling like they need to come back because their card wasn't charged. So I, I watched that as. Yeah, I I led those things together on your first point, but (laughs) if you're not creating a recurring billing cycle and you don't have like a really an automated system where you can legally, recurringly recharge that subscription, whether it's monthly or annually, then you are giving a one-time discount. Yes. And And that is not a plan. No, and I think... with with all the practices listening out there, I think we should look outside of dentistry at what's working, you know, and, and we, we look at Amazon Prime, their their membership program. You don't get a call mm-hmm. from Amazon. Gen- Genevieve, you're part of Amazon Prime, right? Obviously. I am. I bought my whole <laughs> Christmas on it. Um I I have a I have a pretty intimate relationship with Amazon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's a, that's another thing, right? When you have a uh, when you're a member of a company, you 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 do develop mm-hmm. an intimate relationship with that company, right? 
Like that's just yeah. how it goes. Right. This but is we, point six, which yeah, we'll come, let's come back to that. Yeah, we, we, we talk about yeah. Amazon, but their business model, Amazon is one of the most successful e-commerce platforms in the United States. Jeff Be- Bezos is the uh, richest man in the United States. Um, and I was reading an article the other day, and he was talking about how Amazon Prime, their membership program, had helped them achieve the you know the the uh, the growth of the company and the success and the retention, right? Because it mm-hmm. helped retain a lot of customers especially in that industry because there's a lot of competition just like dentistry right and um that helped um allow customers to their 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 company stay with and keep buying you know every month every every year with them in fact the average yeah Am- amazon doesn't ask you to renew your prime no. membership like the it's next automated time you randomly order something yeah it's it like hey renews. or, or they oh better yet they don't call you genevieve and say hey genevieve uh do you, do you want to do we run your card this month? <laughs> yeah. Right. They don't do that because they 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 know the importance of systems, right? Um, and and mm-hmm. automation. Uh, in fact, we can go on about like how they have automated things. It's pretty incredible. That well, I think the important part of that automation that kind of goes back to this thing you're saying here is that once people are subscribed to you, there is a deep psychological need to get value from that subscription. Absolutely. Which means that they stay with you. They come in to make sure they get those visits. If they need work, they want to utilize their discount. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? They they want their act. They're more likely to proceed with elective things if there's a discount on it so they can use it. Yeah, so, so people, they feel like they're know, getting value. off Zoom whitening, like they're <laughs> not getting their full money's worth if they don't get to Zoom whitening. Yeah, that's you know? exactly so how they think. They're people... It's it's so much more than finding a way to give people who don't have insurance a break. Yeah. And I think that's really lost. And I think doctors usually get that when they sign up for it, maybe. Um, but when we talk about communicating back to teams, I think helping, like helping them understand, have them listen to some podcasts, have them listen to the training, um, have them understand like the deeper psychology that people have going on when they are subscribed to something. I mean, I, I caught myself yesterday. Uh, I'm, I'm not kidding you. I was going to order a new all-natural deodorant. <laughs> nice. <laughs> to be healthier, right? Like an antiperspirant. Wow. So I didn't have the aluminum. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, a, right? So I was about to, and I sent it skins. I found this thing, on whatever. I was about to order it, and I I actually stopped and was like, I wonder if I could get free shipping on Amazon. And I checked to see <laughs> if it was available on Amazon before proceeding with the order. Like I'm that conditioned to buy from Amazon. Yeah. And you know what I'm what I've actually pay in is like the seventy nine dollars, but you know, Amazon is coming out so ahead. Oh yeah. Um, because of my of my conditioning to get that value out of that out of that prime shipping. So, like, I almost can't stomach the idea of paying for shipping at this yeah. point. No, I think most people um, now that are Amazon Prime member, right, they yeah. they think, oh, I don't want to pay shipping on this. Let's go check on Amazon, right? I do that all the time. You know, my wife finds right. a product that she wants, you know, and I'm like, can you find it on Amazon? Because it's really easy. Right. They made it really easy for us to order. Plus, like, we, we got to get our money's worth, right? <laughs> we that's, have that's to get our money's worth. We have worth. to get our money's worth. So, um, w- I see people on in-house plans signing up for things that 
you know, for just what's really a nominal discount when you consider the greater case acceptance. Yeah. And when you consider what we write off to participate, um, people want to do things like Invisalign, whitening. Of course. Um, they start wanting to replace those silver fillings they've been thinking about replacing for years because they want to get the discount. Yeah. No, and, if we're and, smart, we play on that, you know? And, and discounts are good if they're, if they're structured correctly, right, Genevieve? Um, yeah. I don't like how the PPOs force such a huge discount. Um, no, really, like it. it I, I just don't like that model. But if if you use them correctly, by mm-hmm. and by correctly is by creating a, you know a, a membership program that's structured correctly, then right you'll, where we're rewarding increase, loyalty. Yeah, you're rewarding with, loyalty exactly, and and yes. PPOs. With a give on our part, you know, it's not discount dentist. It's not the it's, same at all. Yes, me. yes, and that's kind of what I wanted to. The message I wanted to share. With. It's not discount dentistry like like what you're thinking. Because all the time I I talk to practices across the nation, they're like, "Well, I just don't want to discount my work." I'm like, "Well, doctor, discounts. Mm-hmm. I, I understand that. Like, I don't want to discount my work here at Boom Cloud, right? But sometimes we have to." Right. Um, and you just you kind know of, what's you weird about that, though, Jordan, yeah. is that I, I watch those same. I'm going to tell you this story from the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Those same doctors that don't want to discount their dentistry. Uh-huh. You know, I'll never run a forty nine dollar special. I'm not that kind of dentist. They're the most guilty of discounting their dentistry. They're the most <laughs> really? guilty of feeling bad about their dentistry. They're notorious for things like, you know what, we'll just do this tooth next door at no charge or, oh, yes. you know, take one hundred dollars off that or, you know. It happens all the time. Really? Where they're like, hmm. I call it like two for one dentistry, where like two if they're doing one. the filling next door, they're do that one for free or, you know, <laughs> don't charge for that buildup. You know, they're, they're doing it all the time anyway. Interesting. Because it's their way of feeling like they're taking care of their good patients who are paying cash. I get it. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. So they're, they're doing it. They're just not really benefiting from it. And in doing it that way, they are discounting themselves. Then they build yeah. patients who are irritated when well, and entitled. Like, a discount this time. Yeah. Like, oh, he uh, always takes something off. I'm in, me. I'm entitled you know? to a discount. Yeah. Type my mindset. Yeah. That's kind of what it's building. So yeah, yeah I do agree with I've that. I've been seeing Dr. Smith for 20 years and he always cuts me a break. And they, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I, <laughs> and they're right because he always does, you know? Yeah. And so it's funny. I watched the same dentist fight doing this. When yeah. really they already are, but not in a productive way or a or way a that's systematic actually way. earning them loyalty. Yeah, systematic, oh, loyal, system. building way. Yeah. In fact, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, you, Genevieve, you know my mom. <laughs> she, yes. uh, my mom is an office manager. Uh, in f- my whole family is in dentistry. Uh, I'm sure most it's of our sweetest. listeners know that. Yeah, my mom's yeah. awesome. Um, and her office is. We're Facebook friends now. Your Facebook yeah. friend. That's awesome. That's awesome. We're <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, um, <laughs> she, her office is just down the street from boom clouds office. Right. We're, we, I pass it every day when I go to work and, um, and then, um, I usually stop, stop by at least a couple of times a week, see how they're doing. They're growing their membership program because they are following these, these things that I have learned in the industry, the, the things that make a practice fail. And I've helped educate them, but they've also, my mom had in the, in the practice, cause she's actually been in this practice for uh, maybe a couple years. She her, her for, she used to work for a pediatric doctor uh, in Salt Lake and he retired. And then my mom mm-hmm. um, um, stayed at that practice for a little bit, but then she moved closer to our, to her house in Draper, Utah. But um, this doctor had 
that ten that like a ten or twenty percent discount for cash paying patients. And the minute she signed, she she created a membership program for the practice. She eliminated that mm-hmm. one that one time discount because she felt like the membership program was number one a better system and a better discount for mm-hmm. the patient, but it also benefited the practice. It was win win, right? And yeah, and I think that's that's really the 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 biggest benefit is that it is it is a win win if it's structured right. Right, it is a win win for both the practice and the patient. And I know, like you said, Genevieve, doctor so and so, he like he really cares about his cash paying patients and just wants to give them the discounts. But mm-hmm. you you've got to take care of your practice too, so you can continue taking care of those patients and your own family, right? That's 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 important too. So I think mm-hmm. by creating a, a, a successful membership program and and uh, making it more systematic, you're you're going to get the best of both worlds. You're going to take care of your patients and take care of your practice. So those are my those are my tips there in the article, Genevieve. I don't know if you want to add Great anything tips. else. Yeah. Well, I feel like we added the only other thing that um, the communication which was section that understand the I mean the communication, but also understand that people want to get the most out of that, and I think that kind of ties into the communication because I feel like here again, going back to that assumption thing, Jordan, is that sometimes even when I see people that are enrolled in the in-house plan, um, we're sort of backing off offering them things because they're already on the, you know, like it's just a strange thing. You know what I mean? Like we don't have any, like we're still treating them like they don't have insurance. It sounds like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It sounds like we could do a whole podcast on just that. (laughs) You really can. I'm Don't sure we could. You know what your patient was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't I assume what your patient I, was. I think it's just um, it goes to I always say assumption is very powerful, but it positive is. assumption is an incredible thing to do. And yeah. you know, when people ask me like, "Why am I good at communicating with patients? How I can always schedule new patients? How I can always get people to sign up for the plan or sign up for the treatment?" It's because I totally believe that they should and they will. Yeah. Like that's ninety percent of it, and then yeah. I happen to be, you know, also good with words. <laughs> yeah, which which is very <laughs> helpful. Yeah, which is helpful. But I I honestly believe that it's it's more the intention and the assumption than it is the perfect words. Yeah. No, I love that. So, all right, Genevieve, if people want to talk to you about your skill set and 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 have them have you help them with, with well, you do a, quite a lot for the practice. Uh, like verb, verbal skill training is one of your, uh, mm-hmm. your, your your courses. Like, what are some of the other things you or courses? Your uh, what do you call it? Just yeah, like I, coaching, coaching. I, I, <laughs> I specialties, I guess. Specialties. Yeah, there we go. I couldn't know, think. A lot of what a lot of the ways that I work with practice are around um, communicating with patients and the patient experience. So that's everything from the new patient phone call to presenting treatment plans to retaining patients. Awesome. You know, those three pieces are super important. And then I agree. Um, also, if I'm working with offices who are having a hard time making those trainings and those initiatives stick, if you will, or really getting them implemented because there's resistance or pushback or lack of accountability, um, I, I really work a lot with offices to help them create a culture of achievement oriented teams that Love have accountability and make things stick. So, Very cool. So, um, what, where, if somebody yeah. wants to reach out to you and and talk about yeah. that and and get your help with that, where do they go? So they can go to poppypracticemanagement.com. dot com. With poppy is P O P P E, 
practicemanagement.com. You can find me on Facebook and friend me, um, which I'm Genevieve Poppy. <laughs> only, I think only one of me out there. I've only found uh, one. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or they can just, you know, call you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll tell them where to find you. Right, yeah. You can, you can give them my number. They can text me. <laughs> Perfect. So reach out. I'm pretty to... accessible. I'm on LinkedIn, however you, You're however on you would normally find a person. Yes. Yeah. So reach out to Genevieve. I think she can help uh, your practice uh, not only increase you know verbal skills with, with getting patients enrolled on a membership program, but many other um, uh, skill sets for your practice and and things they can do to improve your practice. And then um, if anyone, I, I do have a book that I've written about membership programs that I think would be a great resource for even, even when it comes to training your teams, right. Um, to get them to read the book. It's not a very long one. It's, it's like 40 pages. Yeah. So yeah. thanks Genevieve. Um, so you can get it that. Is. that. It's a very good resource. Thank you. Yeah. I'm adding some more chapters to it um, over the break here. Um, but you can you can get it at boomcloudapps.com forward slash book and it's it's called how to create and grow an in-house membership program um, that's what I, I encourage everyone if they're investigating in creating a membership program to read my book um, before, even before talking to me or my team because I think um, you need to you need to get trained and educated on on the business model really because it's it's essentially a new business model for a practice. Um, mm-hmm. so go check that out. And then anyone out there that wants to learn more about what our software does, just go to our site, boomcloudapps.com and you can, uh, see kind of, uh, we've got a tour page and then you can book a live demo if you want to, uh, learn more about our software. So Genevieve, I appreciate you coming on our show today and help me host the show. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah, it was my pleasure. It was fantastic. So um, we'll be sure to bring you on again because we got a lot of uh, topics we can talk about. Um, and then We sure do. W- once Ben gets back, uh, we'll, we'll be doing some more podcasts together. It seems like Ben and I go through phases where it's either him or I on the podcast and we kind of alternate and then all of us, uh, eventually we get together and we, we have a fun time on the podcast. So <laughs> anyways. Beautiful. Well, we'll transfer that. And of course, save like make try to come see us in one of our yes. events yes in go to 2019 say no to ppos.com forward slash events we'd love to see you in one of our events and hang out and get to know you uh, out there in the industry listening so we all hope hope you guys have a great day and happy holidays to everyone listening happy holidays <laughs>